Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we kind of get into the new album a little bit, I was going to ask about the previous one, Voyager, which had this concept, you know, kind of running through it where... If you could go back in time and speak to your younger self, you know, what would you say to them? What did you learn from that on a personal level? Honestly, I guess for me, um, it was really cathartic. So on a personal level, I just got to put a bunch of stuff I was thinking about all the time in the past. I don't know if that's learning, but I learned that you can do that. <laughs> I learned that you can move on from your shit by just making it, by just telling people about it. You know what I mean? Just making it public, making it, uh, putting it on the page, writing down your thoughts, kind of... Like Voyager is kind of like a journal entry in a lot of ways. And um, most fleet stuff is kind of like a journal entry. Does it feel like more of a collaborative journal now? Yeah. 100. Well, I mean, it depends because some songs definitely like Megan's just writing lyrics. Some songs I'm just writing lyrics. So in some sense, the journal isn't as collaborative, but the the bed, the book that we write the journal in is completely collaborative. Because mm. like we're we're making that music all together. We're writing all the we're writing all the melodies, we're writing all the chords together and we're, we're doing it. So yeah, it's almost like it's the one book, but then you're all adding your individual entries to it. Our individual energies, as you say, entries, 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 entries. (laughs) entries. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like this album's definitely the four of us, which I think people are going to like it. I don't want to say way more. It's just different, but I think people are going to be like, Whoa, there's something, there's some sort of special energy in this record because mm-hmm. it's really got all four of our styles and hearts in it. Yeah, we really put everything we could into that one, into this one. How long was the process? What kind of time frame are we talking in terms of you putting everything into it? How long did it take to kind of come together? Like probably four years. years. Four years? Because we... Wow. Three, I'd, really. A three, really. Well, so I'd like say the, the oldest song on the record was recorded, was written November, September 2018. So I'd say like from mm-hmm. that song onward true i would okay i would argue four because um 
like I feel like we started becoming a band together, mm-hmm. the four of us, four years ago. Before it was kind of like Ma- Megan and Jameson were kind of more studio musicians, and then we made this decision: hey, like we're all fleece now. Like this is the band, and I'd say like this album was possible because of that. Like us figuring out how to be like friends and like collaborate. So it was like mm-hmm. four years of like emotional, three years of physical. <laughs> Three years. Yeah. <laughs> the songs are three yeah. years old, but for four yeah. years, because like, yeah, we, we have, to, four we years have ago, to figure out how to play the four of us. Totally. Because mm-hmm. we like, switched to play with tour. a bass player. That was yeah. three years ago. We switched to tour was three. Yeah, it was three years ago. It was 2018. So then we had to figure out how to play, or I had to figure out how to play key bass instead of our old bassist who's not in the band anymore and it, it so we had to figure out how to get our new dynamic and i really think we did yeah we've we done did it. it and it's hot I, was, I listened to the record on the on the way up to the cottage this weekend and some of those key lines are just so sick those bass lines <laughs> are, are really sounding good if i may say so myself. thanks baby it's, it's a really good thing to like your own like your own album yeah no it's really good it's <laughs> i had like yeah it was good how how long did it take for you to feel comfortable with each other in that collaborative space and for it to start to gel in that way where all your energies came together? That's a great question. I feel like I feel like this year we really like really really like figured out where no one was like getting like hurt in the practice room anymore. Like I think in the past like it's always easy when you're collaborating like if someone's idea like doesn't work like it can feel personal and but I think now we kind of all know like or maybe I'm wrong. I'm just speaking on behalf of everyone. No. I think now we all know like like we're all just trying to make a fleece song when we're in yeah. there. And before I think there you know sometimes like I, even I would come in and be like oh like i want to get my chords in the page i want to get my ideas from back home on the page so everyone can play them but like no i think this year we finally we finally like whenever we play it's just fun and easy for me at least and we're starting to understand each of us i think like where we fit in the pocket like where where exactly our individual flair can like can fit in terms of our in terms of our collective sound and we're like each like honing in on our own personal skill level and understanding of of how that functions with each other when we're playing together and and like the better we are at fitting in with each other the better we can become like within our own little pockets as as individual musicians and it just it feels it feels really really cool yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. feel forced mm-hmm. it just kind of works now mm-hmm. jamming is just so fun like let's just just so fun hanging out with my friends and playing music you know that's the bottom line and like give us three hours together and we can probably write like four songs i feel like you know yeah we we tend to like write like maybe two or three skeletons of a song every rehearsal every single rehearsal. even when we're trying to like record our new like we're trying to work on our new set for our tour coming up and like even still we're like you just kind of voice memo or two at the end of every rehearsal that's like yeah well it's it's like every rehearsal starts with with a good 30 to 45 minutes of just playing mm-hmm. without just any jamming. purpose. Yeah. Someone plays a chord, people follow along, you know, someone. And I think that's the one thing we do way more now. It's like, if someone starts playing a chord, everyone kind of tries to fit into that mm-hmm. instead of in the past. I feel like, like it's so easy to start jamming, just like play whatever the fuck you want. But like, 
listening to what other people are playing and making it better is like an art that I think we've mastered. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing together and not on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And it's it's so much more fun. Like when you when you can add something musically to the to the room to the sound that's happening around you that makes your that makes your bandmate feel better about what they're playing like they'll play better and then you'll have you'll play better because of it we're just like you're always bouncing back and forth with like with like trying to make each other more and more like like feel better and better about the part that they've added to the thing totally so it's always like this this little push and pull of of feeding each other little musical bits, you know? I feel also like our ideas when we bring to the thing, it's like less contrived already. Like we, it's, it's less that there's already an idea and that we're doing this. It's more like, Oh, like let's, let's hear, we start to play, we start to feel around we're, mm-hmm. and then, and then we'll like find an idea like together in the room, as opposed to um, trying to come to the room, like with like your idea for the song already. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like, how like, used almost, to be for sure. And yeah. it was like a lot harder to get a song to float because you'd come in with something, some idea and like be like, oh, this is going to be like the new Fleece song. And then like, because like, it's just, you have too much of it already written. You have too much of an idea already. It's like no one, people don't know where to fit in. Whereas well, now it's so like, I think come with like a it's sound less, texture. Exactly. And it's less fun for people to just be mm. told what to play mm-hmm. in general. Like, <laughs> And in terms of comfort, yeah. like you, you asked originally about, about how long it's taken to be comfortable with playing with each other. Like comfort has absolutely everything to do with that, with that whole process. Cause if you're feeling, if you're feeling like safe in the room and that you're able to take musical risks and stuff like for me, that's a huge one. Cause I, I can be a perfectionist as fuck. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to swear. You are, don't but just it's a Scottish cool. podcast. I can, <laughs> I can be a perfectionist <laughs> as fuck, and and that can really mess with me sometimes. And or having like understood that about myself over the last couple of years and been and tried to push past it, that has everything to do with me being able to like learn so much more because I'm able to take risks and to have like a, a room full of three people that I trust like fuck <laughs> i yeah, can uh, as fuck, as fuck <laughs> i can uh, i can take all of those risks and it's just been so much fun to see what comes out of that i think Megan, we're all doing that together what? i trust you like fuck i trust you like i trust fuck you too. all like fuck yes. <laughs> i trust you as fuck like fuck like fuck sorry jameson it's like fuck now jameson trust us as fuck as fuck the as fuck the fuck as fuck the fuck yeah with what you were saying too about now you all know you know how you can fit your individual flair into that pocket when you're creating what is that how would you describe that where does your individual flair fit into it's kind of like to my to my feeling anyway It'll like set up like generally between Matt and Ethan, like Matt's kind of like got most of the, he's got a lot of harmonic power because he's got chords and bass and a synth tickle as well all at once. So he can like really, he starts probably to build up a lot of the foundation. Ethan's like steady with the groove all the time. And then Megan and myself like move as like one guitar ethereal uh double helix to the stars and just try to find our way <laughs> to fit in gently with either like a melody or a chord like maybe matt's just doing the baseline i'll try to pick up the chords and then you know or pick a melody or texture 
Mm-hmm. Total bit. Most, mostly it's like a foundation between Ethan and Matt and then Megan and myself come with like, to, to like, to fill out the, like the, 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 the feeling or the whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the sound I feel like that we're making is kind of like, I would say if we're to genre it, a mix of like Motown and rock. Psych rock too. Psych rock for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, um, and it has a consistency, I feel like, our sound because I'm pretty much always using the same piano sound, the same Rhodes piano sound. Jameson's, pre- I mean, he's got a lot of different tones, but like his tone really just always sounds like Jameson's guitar. It's really overdriven right there. And Megan's really got this like kind of like wonky sound that in her guitar that comes in. And I feel like, Ethan, you're just so Ethan when you drum. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's its own genre. Really, from the people that have listened to the album so far, like I, I really thought I played so simply this album. I really tried to strip it back and just be like as musical and play as little as possible. But everyone's like, wow, Ethan, you still sound like a crazy, like you're doing all, all this shit all the time. And I'm like, well. <laughs> that, means, Ethan, I, th- if that means you just played your crazy parts really well. <laughs> I guess so. I just tried to play simply, but. You failed. You failed. You made that up. That are pretty next level. I feel. Oh yeah. I was, and, Ethan, and also the you can't segments. help but be next level. Yeah, you're just sorry, next babe. level. You tried and you failed <laughs> at being simple. Nope. <laughs> people just watch you, Ethan. Just like stand, and people are like, "Who is that man?" Like yeah. everything, <laughs> everything you do is extra. You are extra. <laughs> I know that's what we love that it. about you. <laughs> Never change a single thing about that, Ethan. <laughs> Why did you want your plan to be more simple, Ethan? Just because I felt that's what the music wanted to be. This time around, the music, our music this time around is a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like that's just the sound of this album. Is that like the drums don't need to be as bashful? It's more about the the textures of the whole band, and not about like. I find everyone in the, on this album has their moment of like, like Matt Sin solo on Bodies Lie. And then like Jameson has a crazy guitar solo on a song. And Megan has a good, great guitar solo on a song. And there's like, there are one or two songs that I think are like drum features. But for the most part, the album is more about, this album's more about the music as opposed to like the musicians. And so that accounts for more simple playing from all of us, I think. Yeah. Which has to do everything has everything to do with um with like fitting ourselves into the pocket too. Like yeah, nobody's exactly. trying to swallow up swallow up the moment. Like it's always better when each of us have our own way of featuring, even if even if like one yeah. solo is happening at the moment. Like we all built it up to get there together. And even these solos are more like playing to the song as opposed to playing to like the musician or our yeah. own egos in a way. We're also, I would album. say we're, we're pretty, we're decently talented musicians. So our definition of simple playing is obviously really different than a listener's view. It's of tough when you're going with a simple plan, you know? Yeah. Ooh, great band. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah. By the way, this album is featuring simple plan on every song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they couldn't make it to the interview, but, uh, it's really a collab album with simple plan. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Do you know simple plan i don't are they canadian yeah they're they canadian are, yeah. yeah they're but Remember, they're like they were super they had pop that tiktok trend with i'm just a kid and life is a nightmare is i think bad? i sung they that like song went vi- they went viral like this year i guess it was 2020 
I performed a simple plan song at uh, my grade four talent show. I was when I was wow. a tiny little butch, butch nine year old. That's what I sung. Nice. Butch <laughs> nine year old is another great Canadian band. Everybody put your hands together for Butch nine year old. <laughs> I really can't picture you as a butch nine year old. Did you have like short hair? Is that why you're saying no, that? No, I just, I was pretty, like, I was pretty dirty all the time because I was always playing in the I dirt. I was that. playing Beyblades with my brother at the schoolyard. That was my okay, vibe. Yeah. And I was really trying to be like my older brother and and just like be one of the dudes you know like the come des garçons yeah come des garçons and it was um <laughs> it was a face for sure and here i am now well done <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that little aside anyway back to the music that <laughs> was less weird than you feel it was Meg. cool thank you for saying so <laughs> love it i love it <laughs> you mentioned uh you mentioned bodies lie a few moments back which is the first song that megan you take lead mm -hmm. on at what point in the process did that kind of emerge was that something that came out once you were comfortable in that space and you were kind of working in tandem as a group like we were just talking about a few moments back yeah i mean um I I uh, I had never entered this band thinking that, that eventually that was part of the goal. Like I I uh, it was very much like natural to you know just start singing eventually when I felt like there was when I felt like there was space and then it made sense. Like I like Matt as lead of this of this band vocally is like such a such a thing about Fleece that I cherish so much. And this song specifically just happened to. Uh, take shape like this because um, we were playing that we were playing the lick of bodies lie all together like the way that we were writing at the time everybody was just we all sort of just brought in our parts and and um, the song started forming one day and I just went home and I started I started playing it by myself and singing the singing the melody to myself and all of a sudden some lyrics came and then i came back to practice the next day and and just said like hey i started i was playing this at home and i started singing some lyrics to myself and i sang them to the group and they liked them and 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 uh it, it was really just natural to to uh head down, sure. down that mm -hmm. way when we first started uh playing it and you were singing on it i was like yeah your voice is just so much as a better fit for this song and i was like please please take mm -hmm. <laughs> please go let's do it but it yeah and you really yeah. owned it that has everything that to do with comfort to finish too totally yeah it, it almost got lost in the yeah it almost didn't make the album well i feel like one of the reasons it, it almost didn't make it was because genre wise it was really different than most of the other songs that were already on it and we were kind of like we were kind of like ah like is this working and then we just recorded it and we were like fuck yeah this is working it's sick exactly it's, it's like, very much something that Sorry, that one got written like November 2020. And Even then that, we kind of. Was... No, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Like, was... Sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That one got written November 2019. But then we kind of dropped it and weren't and didn't play it live at any of the November shows. And we didn't pick it up and really finish it until, until like October 2020, 2020. until we were about to go into studio. Just mm -hmm. we kind of did drop it for a second there. Mm hmm. And, and it got brought up because we dropped another song that had a similar energy because that one wasn't happening anymore. Song that was called mm. Tiesto's Breakfast, which we'll uh, 
Who knows oh, yeah. if that'll see the light of day ever or not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it lines up nicely with So Long, though. You know, you have these two songs about being overwhelmed by these kind of bigger things that are going on in the world. Totally. Yeah. I think they have very similar vibes. They're, very, they're both just kind of like dark. What the song? Yeah, I think it fits great. It on does. The album. It does fit into the record. Yeah, also, especially like uh, lo- on the record. If you saw the track list, "Love Song and the Hater," "Love Song and the Haters," "Love Song for the Haters" goes into "Bodies Lie," and they kind of they're in the same key, and they have this like beautiful kind of melding together moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, so sad. And it's just honestly like- awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We love. We clearly love. Our album and ourselves, which is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> when did it's interesting? You're talking there, you know, about how the, the songs kind of flow into each other. You have the little interludes on the album too. Were they something that kind of came in at the end that you used to kind of flesh out and make it feel whole, or when did they come into the picture? One of the interludes was just a, it's just a straight up jam that me and Ethan were playing, and then Jameson added some stuff on top of it, and we're like, let's just put this in because it just feels so natural and good, and it was kind of happened while we were recording, and I don't know we just wanted to keep it, and then the other interlude um, was actually originally the beginning of a song that we were like, let's actually call this an interlude instead. We didn't want, honestly, the reasoning was, I feel like Spotify related semi, but also because we were like, we don't want people to, people aren't going to listen to a 40 minute intro of a song, 40 minute, 40 <laughs> second. Yeah. <laughs> but those, those interludes and intros just came out of like us jamming right before we recorded the song yeah. and it just sounded cool. And so we're like, let's leave it in. Because yep. these are these and are all little that. magic moments that that have happened during studio time, where it is it's either used as like a as like a little avenue to get everybody into the mood in order to play the song in a special way, or yeah, just as we've been we've been using those to set us up almost while we're mm-hmm. while everybody's in studio just just to like set the room up and get everybody warm and and then they were magical enough to stay. They add this this feeling to the album of like what it was to write it, which was us just jamming in a room together. And these interludes are just moments where we were jamming before we thought the record button was going, but it turns out it was going. Mm-hmm. It's so it just feels like the album. It just feels like how it was written. So I thought it was important to leave them in. With what you were saying about how they came from, you know, you warming up and you kind of just getting in the zone for it. Do you feel like they almost have a similar impact upon the listener? They kind of warm them up and prep them for the song. Mm. Mm. At the end of side A, like that moment when inner tube comes in after you've had this huge beginning of side A and then the inner tube comes in and just, I, I was like, I mean, I've listened to the album before, but I just listened to it again really, really <laughs> with like strangers for the first time, you know, like with my roommates and like we were listening to it in the car and everybody was quiet and we were only listening. And yeah, I think it does like, it kind of like, it's like a little, it's like a little break because we're kind of kicking ass, you know, we're coming through, we're kicking ass, we're making a lot of, making a lot of splashes here and there. And then you have these moments where you just take a breath and like, it's, it, it allows the album to flow. For sure. I think we all collectively, whenever we listen to albums, like we're like, we all love the interlude. So I think that's mm-hmm. a part of why we're in there, into interludes as well. Cause we just want to make mm-hmm. an album that we all And like. I find that when you, when you have such range there, like between giant, big rocking hearts, and kicking ass, as Jamo said, and these like more softer, embellished things. It, it's kind of encouraging to the listener to like focus 
in the same way as they might be focusing on those like on the little intricacies of the slower quieter parts they can take that focus into the bigger parts too because there's just as much going on and and just as much like as much like softness and tickles amongst all that hard rocking stuff that it's that it can really like just shift your focus and make you like look deeper into stuff that that might just be like wapow in your face if if uh if you didn't have that like range between the two feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just about keeping that attention and kind of having that variation to make sure the listeners constantly engaged. Yeah. Keeping you with us. What was that experience like for you in the car then Jameson, when you were listening to it with strangers for the first time? I say strangers, they were my roommates. So (laughs) (laughs) clarify that. But who are they really? At this point, I've spent like an entire year in isolation with them. I know exactly who they are, (laughs) but, uh, But it was like the first time that any of them had heard the record. They'd heard like certain songs or certain mixes, like on the speakers and stuff like in the house. But this is like the first time, honestly, it was fantastic. I was like, um, I was able to listen to it from a, like kind of, instead of being critical the whole time, which is like how I've listened to this record all the way up to now is just like always being a little bit critical because like, because we've been, it's like, it's a mix or it's a master or it's like, it's a track list question or it's like a length of a tune you know all these things i'm like listening really critically and this time i just like you know sun windows down driving for like hours just listening to the record and like i got to listen to it from a just from a listener's point of view and it was fantastic i i don't know like have you heard it yet there alex i, I have so, yeah. yeah yeah you have so there you go well then it, yeah it was it was great i enjoyed it very much I, I I'm on it, right? So <laughs> I helped write it. But it was great. <laughs> but this time you just listened. Yeah, this, it was great. I loved it so much. I love everything about it. I, there's literally not a song I'd take off of it. Oh, and I the cover and everything. It's, it's lit. With that experience, where you're you're not being critical of it, and you can just listen to it, enjoy it. Is that something you'll have for good now? Or will the criticism come back into it if you listen to it on your own again? I think, honestly, I think I might have freed myself from it. Because like at this point, there's like we're at a point where there's no turning back, you know? It's like, it's done. I'm, we've already written new songs for the next project, whatever it's going to be. Whether they make it on there or not is, 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 uh, remains to be seen. But like we're already like looking to the future. I feel like this record was a complete, in my heart, a complete smash for me. I'm really proud of it. And like, so I think it's the time for being critical is over, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's real. Yeah. If there's any critical thoughts that come up, it's just like someone inside yeah. me who's a perfectionist and like needs to, sh- and, and just like rather would move on personally. Yeah. And if anything, <laughs> if anything, you just can put all that energy into the next stuff that we're making and we're already starting to make it. So yeah. we're just, we're totally. there already. We're beyond. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Anywhere there where we think they're fuck ups, it's definitely Megan. That's a good point. Like it's it's like you can put that mm-hmm. into the future. And also just just finally like bask in this reality that this album that we've been working on for years and years and years like is finally getting to be listened to pe- by people. And, and, and they're saying thumbs up. They're saying <laughs> thumbs up, and that it's not even out yet. You know, can't wait. <laughs> I think the yeah, fans can't will wait hate for it. And, and for all of our dreams to not come true. No, they might. We'll see. <laughs> not all like I think you were not. If they like the singles, yeah. they'll like the album. I just feel proud of us. Does it almost feel like a debut record in some respects, even though it's the third Fleece album? One hundred percent. I completely agree with that statement. It's actually. I think it's like it is Fleece's debut. Fleece is on the stage. Fleece has come together, and yeah. this is it. I don't know what else to say, but I think you 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 nailed it with that statement. 
Alex. Uh, Back to you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as a result of that, how has what you would define a flea song as being changed then? For me, if it's a flea song, it's got to be it's got to be the four of us playing. It's got to come from the four of us playing in a room together. Whereas before it yeah. wasn't necessarily, it didn't like on the first album, there were songs that were like John songs, who was the old guitar player. And then there were songs that were Matt songs and it was so clear what was yeah. going on. And then on the second album, it was very clear that Matt wanted to tell a story it, of his experience. And it was like Matt's album that we helped him that we played on And this album. It's like Fleece's record, the four of us equally contributing and letting Matt and Megan write some lyrics on it mm-hmm. and taking the lead for the storytelling in a way. Yeah. But in terms of sonically, I think Fleece was definitely there in the last two records for sure. Like I think people listen to aliens and like on my mind and they're like, wow, that's Fleece. And I think that they'll hear those sounds, some of those sounds in the new record mm-hmm. still, but it's more the, em- the emotional, I think like we all just like are really set on, on fleece being collaborative and so that's why we're setting that like statement into the world because like that's how we want it to be and that's i think how we all kind of see the future of fleece going it's like yeah, like because honestly whenever we any any of us individually bring shit to the table it's just it just doesn't fucking it's just work so much <laughs> more fun work. for everybody when they're when we're building it together and if you want to bring something yeah. individually to the table, you have to bring it in in a way that makes like everybody together, like have the idea. You can't like, you can't just come in. Yeah. You can bring in like your idea, no problem. But if you like try to make it too intense, or, like too already done, then it's not going to work. But if you like, yeah, if you're like, play this, if you, if you come in, you're like, here's how this part goes. Everyone's <laughs> I also think it's, I also think <laughs> like, is what I learned. <laughs> I also think that like, now that you have, it's Matt, you have an outlet for like your own songwriting and Mego has, Megan has like her project that's coming out for her solo songwriting and Jameson's always doing stuff and I got stuff going on. And I think that honestly makes fleece better because everyone has an outlet for yeah, the other agree, songwriting yeah. that they want to do. Cause, cause we're not only just writing music. We don't only just write fleece music. We have other things that we're all doing, yeah. but we have an outlet for what the fleece sound is. We don't feel like we totally. don't have outlets for and, everything. Exactly. And it's also, mm-hmm. It's also a reflection. I don't think people look at Fleece and they say like, oh, it's Matt. Oh, it's Ethan. Oh, it's Megan's band. Like, I think really people see Fleece James and they're band. like, oh, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, defi- it's definitely mostly Jameson's band. <laughs> Did it get easier for you to adjust to that way of working and relinquish control once you had those other projects that you could write for yeah i mean honestly it was it was definitely at first was like hard um in the sense of like i don't know it's just the ego is a fragile beast and like letting go of stuff is hard and um but then actually now it's like seven times easier to walk into the practice room because i think when you bring in your own ideas and expect other people to validate them and it doesn't happen it can be you can get this feeling that's like a really big shutdown even though it might not mean that the music you brought is bad it just means that the way it was going wasn't wasn't conducive to like a team or group effort and so now it's it's so much easier because we know what to expect when we go in the room before there's too many variables now it's like Mm -hmm. 
we know how to communicate more because of the collaboration. So I don't know in terms of like, maybe one day we'll look back and change it up. But for now I'm like, it's just working. So why fuck with a good thing? And by fuck with a good thing, I mean like not do a good thing, ruin a good thing. Why fuck mess up with a good thing? thing? Fuck up a good thing. Like fuck, That's right? Big time. <laughs> we've we've mentioned the storytelling on the album a few times now. And I want to ask about two of the songs, Do You Mind? And then you follow that with my type, I don't mind. Yeah. And uh, answering that question, what's the relationship between those t- two songs for you in terms of the storytelling? Do you mind? Um is like me kind of talking about grander culture and just like feeling like someone's kind of just fucking me over and like kind of trying to fall in love for one night and just putting all the energy of how I get so annoyed at people in casual sex. And I think, uh, I don't mind is kind of like me kind of being the fuck boy and like kind of being a shitty person and, and, uh, not realizing it. And if you listen into the lyrics, it's like, kind of like I'm playing two sides of the coin and, or a different side of the coin in each of them. And we didn't really realize the parallels until like, right near the end yeah it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was so accidental when we, when we put them next to each other and i was like oh my god that's funny we have do you mind i don't mind right next to totally do you mind i don't mind right next to each other and and one is super vulnerable and one is super confident and uh yeah there's a lot of duality it's even more interesting then that you follow both of them with something real which is this song that's kind of striving for something authentic and genuine mm-hmm Hey, which town in scotland alex uh it's aberdeen over on the north you live in aberdeen Aberdeen, yeah, yeah. and you're doing a good job there in aberdeen there alex <laughs> well, well, that's was, that was funny <laughs> is that when do you when do you start to think about that though? when do you start to think about the relationship between all the songs on an individual level and kind of arrange them in that way and see those connections mm, i'd say more near uh, more near the end i would say same as voyagers more near the end it's like you kind of kind of happens naturally because we're all these songs are kind of stream of consciousness about our lives and then i think the parallels just like really there's like a magic to how the parallels kind of arrive and the something real i think is a reflection of our years and just like just want to feel something concrete i think a lot of times the way we actually organize in terms of track list is more vibe um, and then the parallels that come with track list kind of come naturally, I would say. Am I right? like vibe in terms of sound? Like, yeah. like we don't yeah. like, but also, also the, like- I mean, the vibe, the vibe of, in terms of sound is going to reflect in the lyrics too. Like we listen to the ways that those, the way that the lick is like telling a story already. And then, and then that comes with a certain energy, the way that you add lyrics in as well later on. That's how I feel. like like mm-hmm. in terms of my lyric writing, I, you 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 don't want to say something that's like or you can i mean that's a that's a way to do it too but to say something that's like a completely paradoxical to the kind of energy that the song has instrumentally like yeah and in terms of like in terms of lyrics for something real like the the these are all journal entries the way that matt was saying earlier like that the lyrically um you tend you tend to write i think in terms of speaking about your own life and when you're when you're writing in a journal, like you can flip through the pages and you're still talking about your life in all these different ways. So there's gonna be links everywhere you look. Totally. No matter what, mm-hmm. without and, even really trying. 
journals that are also kind of like reminders of like what had either happened, how I was feeling at the time, how to move forward better. And maybe like people can pick up on those nuances and feel the same thing, relate to those feelings. Or um, honestly, maybe like an idea I gave to myself was an idea that they didn't think of for themselves. If that makes sense. So there's kind of still some Voyager parallels in this record of like telling yourself what happened, how to live your life and moving forward with that information. Do you feel more vulnerable on a song like Do You Mind, you know, it's a very small scale, intimate thing, or do you feel more vulnerable on a song like So Long, you know, when it's looking at these grand ideas of being overwhelmed? Definitely Do You Mind. Do You Mind also because like when we're playing it live at least, it's like, it's like my vocals like front and center. It's like I'm carrying this thing. So it's like there's definitely like a, like your emotion is going to impact how this song goes, like how your, how your take is. So there's definitely like, I, I feel like I need to feel vulnerable to do a good live performance of do you mind? Well, specifically with that song, like we went in and like, we like as an exercise for the band, we were like, how little can we play to leave as much space for Matt's vocal on this song? And so like it is recording wise, aside from the, that one interlude inner two is the simplest song because it's just keys the yeah. key bass no overdubbed guitars just the two guitar parts and like the drum beat and that was it keep not, it not really any simple. vocal doubles yeah mm-hmm. it's really simple and actually when we recorded it, it was a demo and then we loved the demo so much that we were like oh yeah make this the real deal yeah but we had to redo the vocals and we redid some bass and I, your key bass yeah and megan's harmonies yeah with you know, you're saying that it's really simple. Do you feel like simplicity or complexity comes more natural to you when you're creating as a group? Complexity. We're very, we're very, we're very into changes. We're very into changing it up. I think we get bored really fast. I think when we play a song once or twice or thrice, we're like, we hear it back and we're like, it's too, it's too, too similar happening. And everyone kind of just wants to add something new to make it spicy. And so I think we have an initial reaction to not not make things more complex but like our reaction is always like let's add more see what else what other part can go and but now i think we're are we're we're making it more natural to like pare things down as part of our Mm -hmm. our our mode as well but it's super easy for us to change parts like we're like it's just like let's just like let's add oh what about these chords those chords are cool let's try and let's try and put these weird chords in the most seamless way possible but that would be more complex, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the simple or complex doesn't really come into it. I feel like it's not, we're certainly not doing like very complex stuff ever. Okay. I said the opposite. I said, I think, I think, I said I, before we came in, I said, I think it's our knack to like add more parts and change things up and like go to a new part, go to a part B, go to a part C, which I would say is more complex versus like a lot of songwriters who just like have <laughs> one chord structure and stay in that structure. And, but I think we're, but we're not doing like these like epic, like, you know, string synchronous licks or like crazy chord changes or anything like that. Like sometimes, like maybe the bridge on my type it's got a couple interesting chords in it that are like, but even though I don't know, I, but we're not, yeah, we're not spe- an especially complex band compared to like how complex bands can really get. Yeah, would agree with that. Would agree with that. Accessible side, and this and this album too. I think we made like 
pretty strong effort to try not to do as many time signatures as we used to. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that what, what everybody's saying is that we don't want, we we're never trying to like estrange any listener by how, by how like performative or like how complex the uh, chord structures or anything can be like, the, I think a lot of our goal is to, is to make it so that, that the songs like, fit into the pockets within themselves like that there's there's something recognizable because the thing about music in general is that like people just want to like when people like a song it's because they feel like they know it almost like i find that some of my favorite my favorite bands when they write certain music like i'll 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 like it so much more on like a third listen just because I know it and I can like anticipate these changes and it that's the way that I think I, I personally like to write music anyway is just like feeling the way that it's about to go and then going there like it's like it's just the way that like a chord there's your first chord and then the next one resolves like that is like fucking peace in my body and I want to find that and I want to go there and music is all about like lifting your expectations and then taking you somewhere else and so no matter what no matter what, like the more you can like anticipate where it's going and then, and then go there and like give that satisfaction, but do it in all these like kind of nuanced ways. Like that's what makes music so interesting to me is how you can like remove expectation and add some complexity and then like give you what you want at the end of the day. So we, I think we, we struck like a, a cool balance of those two things happening. Yes. So there are a couple of nerdy, nerdy music school moments on the album if you listen closely. Totally. We, there, are, we, there are a few. <laughs> Does it sound complex to you, Alex? I don't know if complex is the word. It feels it's almost like a collage. Like, there's a lot of ideas going on. There's a lot of different styles. But it never feels like overbearing in any way, I don't think. It's always very accessible and very pleasant. But you're kind of getting through a lot at the same time. I agree with that. Pleasant. I like that It's like word. a collage. It's a collage. Collage is the word, yeah. Collage. A little bit of a collage. Okay. There's a vibe. There's definitely like a, for me anyway, there's like a, there's a very, very clear line though that goes through it for me. What line is that? To me, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like um, somebody is, and this is really my interpretation here. I'm not speaking for everybody, but somebody is like dealing with um, letting go and holding on with control and giving away control and vulnerability and like and expectations and it's like it's like i really feel like that for me again personally that really reflective of just like the kind of the kind of era we just kind of went through as a band and also as like a as like a global community it's like you know this thing of like you 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 don't want to feel helpless but you also don't want to feel like a control freak and so yeah. somewhere in between there it's like so like that line to me goes all the way from the, from yeah. the beginning to the end yeah like so lyrically it's really got yeah and, and and sonically too like they're different sounds but it's definitely like it's a rock album that uh kicks ass for sure i'd say it has more concrete sound throughout than any of the records we've done so far yeah i love that interpretation jamo yeah me too <sighs> jamo wanked for you Wink. listeners <laughs> Everyone back at home, there was a wink. For all the folks back home, there was a wink for you. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.